Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we created some routes, the northern routes in Ossia, and just tried to fill in some gaps there a bit. There'll still be some more routes as we make a few more areas here and there throughout the region, but for the most part, the northern half of the region's routes are done. We also made two version exclusives. Yeah. Stack it and Beavern. Stack it being an electric type spotted skunk that's doing a handstand and has a clown face on the back. And Beavern being a fire beaver based on a Native American myth about where fire came from. What are we doing today, Alex? A couple episodes ago, we talked about a post-game area in the southern half of our region. So we're going to make another post-game area in the north. So for that, we're going to go to the town map. So, tell me more. A post-game area in the north? Our south post-game area was based on the Mojave Desert. Mm -hmm. So I was doing some digging into something that might be a cool area to put in the northern half of the region. Is it going to be cool? Yes and no. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> but it's chilly up there. It is. But you know what else we have a lot of on the Pacific coast, especially as you get further up north into Oregon, Washington? It sounds like I don't know. Mountains. And you know what most of those mountains are? Volcanoes. Volcanoes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to have an icy mountain that's also like a volcano and mm -hmm. get this fire ice yeah. duo yeah. area, and then you get some cool caves. I'm feeling like Mount St. Helens comes into play here. Mount St. Helens is the most recently erupted volcano in the Pacific Northwest. One of the most famous. Yes. Most of the tall mountains in the Pacific Northwest are volcanoes. Mm. They're just primarily dormant. Yeah. It's good because I don't want to be lava. <laughs> yeah. Mount St. Helens has been the most recent one to erupt and had pretty devastating effects on everything within a huge radius. So is this going to be an active volcano area then? That's kind of what I'm thinking because that's more fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if like you're making a point of it and trying to distinguish it from yeah. other areas. Like I think the areas like the Misty Mountains, similar to the Cascades, mm. would involve dormant volcanoes, but yeah. dormant. But this one would specifically be an active volcano. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't currently an active volcano in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But it's it's such a fun concept. Oh, yeah. That level in Pokemon Snap. <laughs> in, in new Pokemon Snap. Okay. Well, I mean, there's also a volcano area sure, in the original Sure, yeah. One. But, like, that's the kind of thing that comes to mind. And yeah. like, that's such, like, a cool aesthetic yeah. and, like, a very unique look. What if it's that, but also there's snow on the ground. Mm. There's also lava tunnels. Lava caves would be a very dark color. I'm thinking caves are sort of like the entrance to this area. You go through a cave and you get up to the mountain. And I want caves specifically because there is a series of lava caves underneath Mount St. Helens. They're yeah. called ape caves. They're called that because of a Bigfoot sighting. Okay, let's back up a second. I think you're very excited. Like, you're throwing I out a lot of ideas, which is great. And I want to hear them, but I want to dive into them. Lava tunnels? It sounds like probably aren't quite the same thing that I picture when I hear the term lava tunnel because you described them as dark and spooky and I'm picturing lava. lava. No, lava tunnels are tunnels that have been formed in the rock by lava flows, but mm. they're just caves, really. The lava has long since cooled. Ape Caves is a real example of lava tunnels and I've been there. You can go down into the caves. It is pitch black. Why don't they have torches? <laughs> 
absolutely take lights with you. It just seems weird for a tourist attraction that they don't just have light fixtures. No, you you gotta go in yourself. Because it's an area of geological importance, they're not gonna put in any permanent fixtures. There's a lot of stalactites, stalagmites, stuff like that, where it's like, do not touch these. We've probably got an elemental shard that's lighting up an area. The and that's electric what one, I was maybe. thinking, like, maybe that's part of why it's a post-game area. Oh. Is because you have to enter through the cave system and maybe there was a rock slide or it oh, was sure. too dark or there was something like you need something to progress through there whether it be time or an item yeah light alone wouldn't be it yeah because one my first thought as to what would give you that is the electric shard that's what which, I was thinking too which you get from Mike's gym yeah which is yeah so that wouldn't be a restriction to you at that point also needing flash has never been a restriction at any point in Pokemon yeah. including the original games you never needed to use flash to you get through those games you could bumble games. your way through those you games. sure could or you could be like me in my first playthrough of Pokemon Silver and wander into a cave without Flash, get lost, apparently save your game and have to restart because <laughs> you can't find your way out. Yikes. Yeah, it was a silly move on my part. Yeah, caves caves are bad, actually. Um, <laughs> caves are my least favorite thing about Pokemon, but real life caves I think are very cool. Because we talked about a lot about having actual dungeons in our game and stuff. Yeah. And that's a thing we've said we want, but now you're saying you don't like caves. Well, because caves don't feel like dungeons. They feel like dumb mazes. And I don't like that you just encounter Pokemon randomly. Sure. I don't want Pokemon to jump out of me from on the grass. I'm avoiding that for a reason. And that's a change that we'd have going forward anyway, as it's generally the case in most modern games. Yeah. A lot of the way you're describing it does make me think about the one area in Pokemon Legends Arceus when you're entering Mount Coronet and going Mm. through some tunnels and the torches have already been removed so it's very dark and you have to walk slowly. Yeah. How do you feel about that cave area in general? Particularly once you've actually got the torches lit and you can just freely navigate. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. So let's go back to general vibes and aesthetics then. Ice and fire. Love the pair, obviously. Yeah, that's something that I thought you would be into oh, as like a concept yeah. of that pairing aesthetic. So there are going to be active lava flows at some point, right? Yeah, towards the top or towards the center mm. of the volcano. I'm not sure if you're going through the caves to the top of it or if you're going through the caves to the center of it. There could be a whole exploration thing. Part of the point is because it's a post-game area, yeah. there's not just one route to find to the next area. There's all sorts of things you can explore to find. It's the kind of thing where you typically find legendary Pokemon hiding out. Mm-hmm. So something along those lines can easily be there. I'm also thinking there's got to be lava flows and is it magma if it's within a cave but not completely encased in rock? I'm not sure. Not sure it matters to us right here right now either. <laughs> Because I think one thing that the fire elemental shard could potentially do is essentially surf on lava. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Because, yeah, I am picturing, like, lava rivers underground. I'm picturing snowbanks that are far enough away from the lava that they're still sort of intact, like a glacier. And then, like, the closer to the lava you get, they just disappear. Yeah. And it's just, like, a fun little contrast. There needs to be a lava flow that ends up in, like, a lava fall that flows down a particularly steep incline, and the base of that is a snowy area. So there's, like, a small area where the lava hits the ground and then cools because it's yeah by the time that it's fallen it's cooled down yeah because like the area it's fallen to is so much colder than where it was higher (laughs) up and so like you get you get the contrast you see the lava fall into this area but then it like instantly hardens at the base i don't know if this would at all be possible i'm pretty sure that lava and superheated volcanic areas are so hot even just like the ground itself around the lava i don't think it would be possible for snow to settle there, eh. but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, why don't we ask uh, Galarian Darmanitan? <laughs> 
in its zen mode about how it feels about that when it's a snowman that breathes fire. Yeah, like, you know what? It's cool. I want it. It's Pokemon. Yeah. Anything can be anything. It's Pokemon. Who cares? It's fun and interesting. Yeah. Fire and Ice Mountain. What do you do in this area? I was hoping you could help me on that one. Okay. (laughs) So last time in the deserty area, we talked a lot about what the people are doing and you had ideas about anthropologists and paleontologists and geologists. Is there going to be a settlement? Is there going to be some kind of town? Yeah, not in or on the mountain. That would oh, be no, 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 extremely no, no. dangerous, but like maybe near the base of it. So because of the nature of this area being a very extreme natural environment, one thought that comes to mind for me is some kind of Pokemon Ranger type stuff. Yeah, Like okay. both the games and the trainer class. Characters who are trying to protect Pokemon in the area because it's a cold tundra place and also active burning volcanoes <laughs> of lava sure, and fire yeah. and death. Something with Pokemon Rangers? Okay. I'm less familiar with Pokemon Rangers. I don't really know what that means. So they're a trainer class in like every Pokemon game and essentially they protect nature and the environment and they're like park rangers. Okay. They're looking out for people and also Pokemon. The Pokemon Ranger spin-off games mainly took that and extrapolated that for more extreme environmental regions where people would call on support from wild Pokemon more rather than using their own Pokemon and would do work to help out wild Pokemon as well. Okay. It could be rather than there being a full-on town, it could just be like a ranger lodge. Okay, pu- yeah. Like, no, I like that. Yeah. That makes sense for the kind of thing that would be in mm-hmm. the area. Mm-hmm. Because in any case of fire or emergency or whatever, you'd want to have those people stationed nearby. Yeah. I like the park ranger angle. Perhaps at first, it's a restricted area, right? Mm. The reason you're not allowed in there is because it is such a dangerous area. There, Like, this can be, again, be an area where there are just people at the front saying, no, you can't come in until you have a champion. Champions are able to go there because they have the champion. Yeah. You've proven that you can protect yourself. Yeah. And even then, when you get there, like, you get to the lodge or whatever, and the ranger who's in charge is like, no, this is too dangerous. You shouldn't be here. Go home. And then some kind of incident happens say there's a rampaging Pokemon or an avalanche or something and you help save the day and they're like okay you can help us and you can help us do some of these things that are going on here yeah and they give you a series of little quests yeah some side quest stuff nice, and whatnot nice. yeah similar to meeting up with Peony mm. in the Crown Tundra who is Rose's brother right and he gives you a bunch of side quests so you know they'd be like there's a Pokemon trapped in a rock slide yeah go, go help him little Timmy fell down the well the uh, volcano well yeah there's some ice Pokemon that got cordoned off by a lava flow and yeah. now they're stuck in a hot area and they they need help. And, and there's some fire Pokemon in the snow area Yay! and they're, they're cold. <laughs> Can you go switch those around? <laughs> Another potential quest would be that maybe a hiker or someone spotted something strange? Mm. Something scary? Something mm. unknown? Mm. In- unknown? <laughs> you have to find all the 28 unknown. No. Oh. In or around the caves because if we have a mythical Pokemon in the south, we gotta have one in the north too. What? So let's go on to who's that Pokemon? A mythical Pokemon. A mythical Pokemon. In Ulsea. We got one for the south, we need one for the north. Yeah. And have I got some ideas for you. Have you? I do. Oh, good. So we've had this ongoing theme with many of our legendary Pokemon, that they are cryptids. So the ones that we have so far that are cryptids, we have Spookoom, which is a Sasquatch. We have Taxaleep, which is a... Jackalope. And Spookoom is like a little spooky, but more just kind of mysterious. Mm. Taxaleep is mysterious, but kind of in a cute way. Yeah, it's just a Yeah, I want something that is terrifying. (laughs) 
don't want a scary cryptid uh-huh. hiding up in these caves. I want the quest to find it to be like, I saw something terrifying. I know what you want it cave. to be. I actually have, I have multiple suggestions. Okay. Because I was looking into cryptids of the Pacific Northwest in mm-hmm. particular, of which there are more than I was expecting. So we've got the Ogopogo, which is a lake monster, Northern Washington. That can show up in the Pokemon Go tie-in. Sure, yeah. <laughs> And then there's Colossal Claude, which is known for being in the Columbia River. Another fun thing I found was Wizard Island. There are often fires seen from a distance, and then when you get there, there is absolutely no sign of fire, and they are attributed to some kind of fire spirit, which mm. I thought that was fun. Another, the Pacific Northwest tree octopus, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with Fresno Nightcrawlers? I've heard of them. Okay, those come from Fresno, California. They just look like big white pants. Why are they called crawlers? Because they just kind of crawling around and they're just legs. If they look like trousers, that doesn't sound like crawling to me. I don't know. It should be Fresno Night Walkers. Yeah, probably. I didn't Which name is probably them. a creepier name, quite frankly. <laughs> it does sound spookier. But ultimately, I decided that that was probably set too far south to quite work uh-huh. in this scenario, which led me to the Bat Squatch. Oh. So Bat Squatch. Wait, 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 you're missing one. And what's that? Mothman. Hold that thought. So Bat Squatch is described as a large humanoid with leathery bat-like wings. Uh-huh. Flies around, seen in the mountains, much like Bigfoot is. However, we already have a Sasquatch Pokemon. We sure do. So what if we remove some of those Sasquatchy elements? Uh-huh. Leaving more of the large, dark, furry, winged creature aesthetic. Uh-huh. And it's Mothman. I mean, why isn't it just Mothman? I'm confused. <laughs> Mothman is oriented to a specific location, and it is on the other side of the country. Eh, well, Generation 5 didn't do it, so... (laughs) Generation 5 did stuff about a bunch of Taoist mythology. Fair enough. So the idea here is that it is partially based on something that is from the Pacific Northwest, and is partially based on a very iconic cryptid. If you want to bring in some other elements anyway, but I think it's fine to just do it based on Mothman. It's still North America, it's one of the most iconic and famous cryptids. But what does Mothman actually mean? Mothman is from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mothman shows up preceding a disaster. So Mothman was originally seen right before a huge bridge collapsed. So like that's Mothman's whole deal. Yeah. Mothman is described as a larger than human sized bipedal creature with giant, giant wings. When I hear the term Mothman, the thing that comes to my mind is like a very tokusatsu kind of deal. Japanese hero, Sentai Kamen Rider. In my mind, I picture someone wearing a skin-type morph suit lycra-type deal with a really cheesy plastic molded helmet and really bad wings stapled to their back. Because that's probably the kind of thing that anyone pretending to be Mothman would have. You're picturing the statue that they made of Mothman. Okay. I picture the cutesy Mothman that I see art of a lot that's just like (laughs) a little blob with wings and like little antenna. It's gotta have some kind of humanoid body, right? Yeah, it's vaguely humanoid, but it doesn't seem to have arms. It's just wings. Some kind of antenna sticking up the top and glowing red eyes. Glowing red eyes, I see the glowing red eyes. I don't know if there's a definitive description of the wings, if they are bat-like and leathery, or if they are like fuzzy and feathered, or like... Let's have both. Fuzzy 
and leathery. When I'm thinking about a Mothman, though, in a similar vein to Bigfoot being kind of a spooky guy, but also kind of a normal creature, Mothman, where it's kind of a bug and kind of a person, for me the type combination that comes to mind is normal bug, which is a unique type combination that's never been done before and is kind of hard to do because what's a normal bug? That's an interesting concept. So you don't care about this, but I am mildly invested in keeping the bat squatch here alive in some way. Just simply having it have a similar type in common with Spookoom does that for me. They are of a similar species. Yeah. I do think bug is a fun type combo that I don't, I don't know why my brain wouldn't have gotten there. It was, I would have been like, it's dark flying. Wait, you weren't going to even go bug? No. It's a moth. That was not my instinct. It's a big old moth. Yeah, I know it's a moth, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't think about it as a moth. <laughs> I think about him as a man. Well, that's the normal type. <laughs> so let's take the common, the idea of the Mothman design then and Pokemonify it a bit. Yeah. Head. Moth-like head. The red eyes are a given. Like, it's yeah. going to have glowing red eyes and that's fine. Bright red eyes. But otherwise, some kind of bug head. Mm, that's fun. I mean, that's what I think of. My favorite design of Mothman is where it's just body to head. There's no neck. Like on a moth or like a butterfly, you've got that sort of segmented body where it's just kind of like body and then head. I love their little antennas, though. Like, I do not like moths. No, that... Oh, no. I do not. I just give myself the heebie-jeebies just looking at those moths. But that's I, kind of the point, though. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing, is I want this thing to be scary. Is its main body color just going to be black? Yeah. Black and furry. Yeah, it, like, hides in the shadows of the cave. You're going to find this more inside. Probably in the colder areas the, rather than the lava areas, because yeah. it's a moth. Yeah. Although a moth would be drawn towards mm. the light of the volcano. The beautiful duality. That's why it lives here in the cave, is because it likes the snow and it likes the fire. Maybe that's part of the quest it involves finding it like you find it initially near the fire because it's stupid and it wants to burn itself because it's a moth and then you chase it away to the colder dark areas and then you get like a cutscene of a very spooky moment of it like of you like looking around an open yeah. cave and it's and like it's swooshing like, around it's like dark yeah and then and then you see eyes glowing in the darkness and it like moves towards you yeah you the player do appearing behind the character yeah yeah and then the character yeah. spins around and then the battle starts classic yeah I can see the cutscene it's great. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of like a single section sort of narrow body. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing that, like, I'm picturing both on the wings and also, like, the body as well, like, continuing it on. Some kind of patterning mm. like a moth. So, yeah. mostly a black color, but then maybe, it could even use something like a navy blue if you want to keep it still yeah. very dark. Yeah, palette. yeah. But something to break that up a bit and be patterned in like that a, way. Like a dark on a less dark. Yeah. To give it some texture. Mm. It's going to be big, which I think it's, is good as it's well. It's tall, yeah. To, like, distinguish itself from Taxileep, which is another small mythical. Yeah. Is its body still just a humanoid body or is it a bit more animalistic? Like rounder perhaps or more like long. You're thinking gangly. You're thinking Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing. Like a Mothman Slenderman mashup. Slender Moth. Slender Moth. <laughs> I, I don't know if this if this will work, but I have this image in my head. Like it's like long sort of insect body, but then like where the legs branch off, it like goes back and it's got like a little tail. Is that anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I can kind of get that. Still only four limbs. Six, I guess, if you're counting the wings. No, Two- no, no arms, just wings. No arms. Ugh. How about this then? We play into that. Its body is in shadow in such a way that you can't tell if it's got arms. Mm. It could do. And maybe it can like use some like scratching moves or like or claw based moves. And you're not quite sure how it does it because you don't get to see it moving its body in a way where that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Because it's defying your simplistic, primitive understanding of thing. <laughs> 
I think if you want it to be tall, you probably need to have arms to help carry that idea as well. Especially as then the arms can be longer than they should be. What if, like, arms are wings? Like, it has wings that sort of have arms embedded in them. Like... Kind of like a bat. Yeah, or pterodactyl style. Yeah. Alright, fine. It's your <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're giggling at these because they're not creepy. <laughs> they're cute. Yeah, do you want it to be cute or creepy? I want it to be creepy. Right. Things that we do know it will have. Mm. Dark colored body with, like, a fuzz. Yep. Navy blue moth-like patterns. Yeah. Red glowing eyes, sort of long and gangly. Mm. I feel like it needs a little bit of something more so that it's not just literally Mothman, but it's a Pokemon taking ideas from Mothman. What if we play a little bit more with the coloring? Yeah. Uh-huh. I like the blue specifically. I'm, I am still trying to merge this yeah. a little bit with the Bat Squatch, which is described as having blue fur. Mm. So what if we give it some actual coloring based on like a real moth or sure. something that, that has some blue? Have you got any particular moth in mind? I'm gonna Google blue moth. Um, I don't know what kind of moth this is. It's got like an ombre effect. And it's got this like really pretty blue color and it sort of fades into it and it looks kind of like dusk. Yeah, it fades into a much lighter blue as well. Yeah, and then there's some like white speckles and it looks like just after the sun is set and the sky is not really sunset colors, mm. but like it's still like a light blue and well, so like stars. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm looking at that and thinking like what if it has some kind of night sky aesthetic? Yeah. What if instead of like having general white spots, it looks like it's starry? Ooh, that's cool. And then like that plays into the why it's not been seen as much because it comes out more at night and it's flying around it's and it blends into the sky. It blends in with the sky. Only issue is that too similar in design concept to our legendaries? No. Yeah. I think you do it in a very different way. For one thing, those the idea is that they are actually containing the stars. Here, it, yeah. it's still just like it's a fur pattern that just resembles. Sure. That. Yeah. The same way that like sea creatures are light on the bottom. Yeah. When you're looking up at them, yeah. they gotta blend in with the... And I trust that you would be able to make it look a very different style from how it was mm. rendered on the Legendaries. What do you think for abilities? Since it's normal bug, or is it normal bug or is it bug normal? Bug it's... normal. Okay. I think it's first and foremost a moth. I think that's fun. Secondary normal type is very uncommon. It has levitate. I was gonna say, like, it's not flying, so levitate is a logical choice for it. And that's fine. It doesn't have to have levitate, though. Like, it could just be that it's on the ground and it's got other stuff instead. And it could also still have a secondary ability and yeah. or a hidden Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound very dejected by the idea of it having levitate. No, 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 no. I think it should have levitate. It's it's boring. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to have levitate. I want it to. I just also understand that it's really basic. <laughs> the reason that levitate as an ability exists so that you can have flying creatures that aren't just flying types so they can have more unique and interesting type combinations like bug normal. Exactly. That's why I want it to have that. Here's a moth that doesn't have levitate. It's Volcarona. Yeah, mm. Venomoth doesn't even have levitate. Yes. Moths tend not to levitate, but sure. it only has to levitate if you want it to. I wanted it I wanted it to have levitate. Then it has levitate, but you want it to have other abilities too? Yeah. Wait, no, it can't, because the whole thing with mythical Pokemon is mythical Pokemon only have one ability. Oh, well then maybe it doesn't have levitate. <laughs> we talked about this when we made Tagsalip. All mythical Pokemon have a single ability. Okay, well then maybe something more interesting than levitate. Yeah. So what does it feel like it should do? Intimidate. I mean it can have intimidate. <laughs> I feel like we've given that to a lot of things. Have we? Is it just because it's the only one I ever remember? Probably. A lot of moth Pokemon have shield dust, which means the additional effects of moves don't work. So things like flamethrower can't burn, thunderbolt can't paralyze, a uh, few abilities and items don't get to do their thing either. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Plays into its mothiness. Yeah, but also the thing that it does seems very much like a like a mythical sort of ability. Sure. Like nothing we do is is sticking to it. <laughs> Apart from the punch. Yeah. The punch works. 
Okay, one last thing for it then. We need to name this we thing. We do need to name it. Pokemon do tend to have names. I mean, you say names are hard. Consider Venom Moth. It's a moth with venom. Frost Moth. It's a moth with frost. Man Moth. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe that doesn't quite work, so we cut out a sound in the middle, so we cut out like the, the mm sound from man and call it mammoth. <laughs> Normoth. Normoth, Oh. Because it's a norm normal. <laughs> That's very silly, but yeah, I don't hate it. Normoth. Normoth. <laughs> what, uh... what a silly name for a mythical Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite fit, because like, I want this thing to be scary. I like the idea of like a name that plays into night and darkness, because that plays Ooh. into the creepiness and the whole star aesthetic. Dusk Moth. Dusk Moth sounds like Dusk Clops. And Dust Ox, yep. the moth. Oh yeah, and Dusk, yep, and that one. <laughs> what about the word Twilight? I was, I was thinking about Twilight. What if it's just Twimoth? Twimoth? Like, it's a bit simple, but I think that does do the job quite well. You have a look on your face. I'm trying... It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, Pokemon names don't have to be super clever in, no, in depth. No, yeah, I'm just like, twy. Snom. Pokemon names are allowed to just be fun. It's the feeling of the word. Yeah, I wanted it to have, I wanted it to have like a... A spooky feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think Twimoth does that. Quite effectively. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's grown on me. Etymology of Twymoth. Late Middle English from Old English. Twy meaning two, used in an obscure sense in this compound word. Why did it mean two? Light from the sky when the sun is below the horizon at morning and evening. Exact connotation of twy in this word is unclear, but it appears to refer to half light, rather than the fact that twilight occurs twice a day. So it's not quite dark, but it is a bit dark. Also, it just feels good. It does. And the real name for this creature is Mothman. Yeah. Twymoth. Oh, it needs an item. It needs an item for the uh, oh, for the yeah. event. It doesn't it's... need to have like an in-game item like we did with Taxi. There needs to be an item that you get given that triggers the whole event. A lantern. <laughs> Some kind of lamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, 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 that, yeah, that but think about it works. though. Like you, you get the item. It plays in it, when you're going into the cave. Yeah, it'll have uses lighting. Yeah, it'll have something to do with the Pokemon Ranger elements of yeah, the area. Yeah, like the Ranger gives it to you, or that you have it going into that area, or whatever. Yeah, or like the person who shows up and talks about it gives you the lamp. Yeah. I was holding this when I saw it. Take this with you to find it. Yeah. So then that's what you're using to like light your way through like this particularly dark and spooky part of the yeah. cave. And that's what draws it to you and triggers the encounter. Yeah, you just straight up call it like the twilight lamp. Yeah. There we go. We did it. That that came. That part came really <laughs> easy. Moths like light. <laughs> what does what does a moth want? Lamp. lamp. <laughs> <laughs> so today we've made some stuff. What have we made, Alex? We made a northern post-game yeah. section loosely based on maybe Mount St. Helens but just volcanoes in general. Yeah. Mount Blaine. I don't know. Yeah. Volcano guy. And also, I think it'll be a numbered route for like the main areas they're exploring. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Post-game area based on a volcano with some like cool volcanic caves and lava flows but also it's in the very cold region so yeah. there's like snow and glaciers at the same time. It's cool duality. And we made another mythical Pokemon, Twymoth. Loosely inspired by Mothman and apparently Bat Squatch. <laughs> it's real, look it up. I mean, it's not real. It's not real. 
<laughs> it's a spooky blue, black, starry, moth creature man thing. And it's bug normal. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Cult Classics. Ghoul Tank. And our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. You can also find the post individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And don't forget to check out the link in the description to the Pocket Podcast Network public Discord. Where we will be posting art, any updated maps. I mean, all of us will go on Twitter as well, but if you want it all condensed into one place, yeah. the Discord is a great place to go. Less likely to get buried there as well, I think. Yeah. Come hang out. But in the meantime, gotta, gotta make, make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's... Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then... Come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!